heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Well, welcome to The Masculine Journey. Today we have an interesting ride for you in that we are going to talk about something as a major subject we've never taken up on The Masculine Journey. Just the subject of love. <laughs> We're going to talk about love on all sorts of different levels. But speaking of love, Al, it, it seems like we, we needed a little different kind of self-love around here because we got the walking wounded today. We have Vinny on the phone because he's had a bronchial infection. Uh, Sam is on the mend. He's in the hospital, actually, could use your prayers. He had some fairly major surgery um, to his neck this week. And uh, Al, you you're even got a little slump yourself. And then Dennis comes up sick today. I know. What's, you know, we're, we need to rename it Band-Aid or something. <laughs> Band-Aid of Brothers. <laughs> Vinny, welcome. Uh, welcome to you guys, too. I'm coming from the infirmary ward on the second floor from Heritage Woods. No, I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> so we, we're into self-love today. So, <laughs> and, and Al, you've got a bunch of words, man. You got to get us the definitions here. Well, you know, when we talk about love, we use one word and it just covers anything. I love my dog. I love spinach. I love my wife. I love my car. I love myself. But what does that really mean? We quantify God. that. Yeah. Now, so... When in the Bible, you know, we, we hear a lot about agape love and we've heard about filio love and, um, from Peter and, um, the, there's also the Eros love, the sexual passion. But today we're going to talk about philousia or the love of self. And that's the, the Greek pronunciation. And it's, um, the definition is self love. And the, the clever Greeks realized that there were two types one was the unhealthy variety associated with narcissism, where you became self-obsessed and focused on personal fame and fortune. But there's also a, a happier, uh, enhanced version um, for your capacity to love. Yes. And so we dug into the Bible, of all things, to find an example. Say, <laughs> say it ain't so. The Bible. Oh, my gosh. What, what about secular radio? What would they say? Oh, well, we did. We, we pulled out our sword and we found this in second Timothy chapter three. And, and here the Bible gives us a good example of this. And we want to play a clip that you're probably very, very familiar with the soundtrack, but I want you to think about it from this particular type of self-love, which is, you know, one of the ways that we're going to talk about it today. And here it says, and Paul is instructing young Timothy, he says, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come for men will be lovers of self lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips. I mean, you can hear this is not a, this is not a happy crowd. So I'm going to play a clip that, like I said, most of you are probably very familiar with it. It's from a Christmas carol, the, the part of Scrooge. But have you ever listened to Scrooge and and think about it from this I want you to 
listen to him boasting because he boasts about some things about he has that other people don't have. And I want you to wonder if you can see his arrogance, how he looks down on Bob Cratchit, how he looks down on his nephew. But also, interestingly, there's a big contrast in this movie right now. There really is because his nephew is full of grace. And, and as you listen to this and you hear the, you almost hear a misery in his voice, I think, Robbie. And, and in that misery, you hear the contrast uh, in his nephew who is full of that grace, but there's something that reinforces it. There's something that reinforces grace always, and that's love. That's, that's the self-sacrificing love. Right, and the paradox of this, the big question that you can't help but ask yourself of, wow, if, if Scrooge loves himself so much, and this is the issue, what's the fruit of that love? How's he doing? How's, you know, is he enjoying his life? I mean, how's that working out for Scrooge? Well, listen to Scrooge and his prideful arrogance and all his glory here. A Merry Christmas, Uncle Ebenezer. God save you. God save me from Christmas. It's another humbug. Christmas a humbug? Come now. I'm sure you don't mean that. And I'm sure that I do mean that. Merry Christmas indeed. What reason have you got to be merry? You're poor enough. What reason have you got to be miserable? You're rich enough. There is no such thing as rich enough, only poor enough. Don't be so dismal, Uncle Ebenezer. What else can I be when I live in a world full of fools babbling merry Christmas at one another? What's Christmas but a time for finding yourself a year older and another day richer? There's nothing merry in that. If I could work my will, nephew, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. God forbid, Uncle. You keep Christmas in your way and let me keep it in mine. But you don't keep it. And let me leave it alone, sir. And be good enough to leave me alone during business hours. Seven o'clock on Christmas Eve, that's not business hours. That's drudgery for the sake of it. And an insult to all men of goodwill. Hear, hear. Thank you, Bob Cratchit. Another word from you, Cratchit, and you will celebrate Christmas by losing your position. You're quite a powerful speaker, sir. I wonder you don't go into politics, you fool enough. <laughs> Come now. Don't be angry. Dine with my wife and me tomorrow. So you haven't got enough problems. You went and got yourself married. Now, why in God's name did you ever do that? Because I fell in love with the lady. There's one thing in the world more nauseating than a merry christmas it's the hypocrisy of a happy marriage with some idiot lovesick female good afternoon sir my offer stands you are always welcome uncle just like christmas itself i said good afternoon merry christmas uncle you too bob cratchit and your family thank you sir and to your good lady oh and uncle happy new year good afternoon <laughs> Well, Vinny, when you hear that, it, it, it sure seems like Scrooge just wants to be left alone. What a sad oh, place to be. That is so true. But I got to tell you, Robbie, the intro, I thought you were talking about me, uh, <laughs> describing me. But anyway, it is very, very bad. When you really don't have any friends, and you think you do, and you desire friends, friendship, and love. And sometimes it's hard to come. Love is a very, it's, a, what is it, L-O-V-E, that's four, four letters, but boy, does it encompass so much in a person's life from birth 
until death. And uh, I have been there, uh, not death, I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. Uh, really, it's, uh, you know, you come, you're born, naturally, and you're close to your mom. And then you grow up a little bit, and you become, you push away from your mom. And then you become uh, self-absorbing, you know, and and to me, that's the description of a teenager. But uh, then you go into manhood. And you won't listen. I know I didn't listen to anybody, but until a certain person got me, and that was the Lord. That really was the Lord that got me. I mean, really came into my heart. And I really found out what the word love means. There's no questions, no boundaries. Uh, yeah, it's funny as you were bringing that up. Love. As, as you're bringing that up, Vinny, it, re- it reminded me of when I was touching my toe into the water of Christianity. Now, my wife wanted me to go to a Sunday school that was a Christian parenting class. And at the time, I was a sales manager in a car dealership, as you might imagine. And um, yeah. I thought, like you, like you said at the beginning, I thought I had a lot of friends. A lot of people looked up to me, and I, you know, I thought I had a pretty good position, and I had influence to whatever extent. But when I got to that Christian parenting class, all of a sudden people started acting like they cared about me, and they didn't want to buy a car. They had no reason. There was no motivation for their sincerity or for the fact that they really acted to be my friend, and it made me like Scrooge. I was uncomfortable, like the... What are you trying to get to? What What is it you want? <laughs> it's yeah. it's hard to accept that kind of thing when you really are totally uh, oblivious to it. And so it's 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 miraculous, like you say, when God kind of points that out. How about you, Al? You know, when I as I was listening to Scrooge, I started thinking about um, did I see this kind of love in kids, little kids? No, because really they're more posers. They want to be the superheroes and they want to be somebody big and great. Um, and they realize they aren't. I think it's just like we said earlier, just knee jerk reaction. Um, but when you start seeing teenagers, that's when they start noticing their muscles. That's when they start noticing their beauty. They start noticing that they're different and changing. That's when it starts to come in. And that's where I think, you know, when we talk about the biblically, where do we focus? Where do we where do we make that decision that okay this is thinking about me here is good and right and I want this car I want this car I want this house I need to make three hundred fifty thousand a year I need to make this I need to make that you know I need to buy this I need to buy that I need to go there you know you know what I'm saying and, and where where's the where do we as Christians find that line to say this is good and right. That Paul seemed to know that yeah. <laughs> because he wrote it so clearly. It says he put it in order. Lovers of self, lovers of money. When you think about Scrooge, it's like his description. Lover of self, lover of money, boastful. Did you hear how he was boasting about how much he had? Yeah. And arrogant. The way he, I never noticed it in the clip until I started looking at it from this scripture. How arrogant he was. How, you know, the fact that he was not married was a good thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's kind of like the rock star mentality the the 
sports idol mentality where everything's about them and they should be able to do what they want. And and there's that line because I think those are the loneliest people. You said that uh, in the pre-show that these people are truly the loneliest people on the face of the earth. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Vinny. Go ahead, Al. You know, go ahead, Vinny. Uh, I've found out well, in my dealings with life, which has been a number of years, that love is hard to find, but it's harder to keep. There you well go. Said. Wow. We, we've got a whole lot more on love coming up <laughs> on the Masculine Journey today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to find out more. We have another event coming in Kernersville on August 30th. Come join us that Tuesday night at 5.30. So a lot more Masculine Journey coming up. This is so exciting, Sam. We've got a men's night coming up for Masculine Journey Radio both August 9th and the 30th. We do, and it's at the Kernersville Community House, and you can look that up online for directions or go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to get directions. But it's going to be a night where we actually record the show from there. You get to see some of the pre-show, some of the post-show, and really have some fellowship along with us. Come join the Band of Brothers, and it's free. August 9th and the 30th, 7.30 to 9 o'clock at the Kernersville Community House. There you go, in Kernersville. Masculine Journey Radio is listener-supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. I mean, me, mine. <laughs> We're talking self-love today on the group. You know, no, on Masculine Journey. Sorry. There's an interesting story behind that song. Um, George Harrison was um, experimenting with drugs, and in one of his experimentations, he realized how self-obsessed he was becoming, and that's where that whole concept, that's where it really was a life changer for him that he said, I need not be that person anymore. I don't want to be that self-focused person. And I think the contrast to that was, I heard a story about John Lennon, not to disparage you know, the dead, but this has been a well-known story that um, his son wanted a bike. And so he bought his son a bike and he goes, dad, will you teach me how to ride a bike? And he started screaming at his son, geez, I bought you the bike. You want me to ride it for you too? Go play, go ride, leave me alone. You know, that's even in the, the gift, he didn't realize it was about the love, the time that, that the child needs. Yeah, and it was as we were getting ready for this show, Vinny, and, and you would understand this era a lot better than either Al or I would. But I started, when I thought about a self-absorbed love, I don't know that there's a more classic example than Adolf Hitler. And so I, I did some studying this week, actually, about, you know, how that happened. And how this person was so self-absorbed and he was so ruthless. So, you know, on a personal level, he would betray his best friends in a heartbeat if it would serve his purpose. He would take them out and shoot them 
not because they did anything wrong or were disloyal, but because it served his purpose to the people to see that he was killing off Nazis that they considered to be bitter people. Yeah, and, I, and that was a great story backstage that there were people that were known to be ruthless and they were just carrying out his orders. And then when the people hated those people, or they hated those killers, those Nazis, Nazis, that Hitler killed them to make it look like he was compassionate for the people when all they were doing was exactly what he had said to the letter. And yet he but, had no compassion. Go ahead, Vinny. You know, uh, as you describe it, you hated them so much that you wanted to shoot them or something like that. Yeah. I think a lot of people get into that. May Their mind may go that way probably at least once or twice in their life. You know, I know it's happened to me, but thank the good Lord that the Lord saved me from, you know, doing things like that, okay? Uh, love, you know, it's... I, I, I'm finding it hard to put it together that, you know, you love yourself more than you can love somebody else. You know, like Al said, he wanted this car and he wanted that car. Well, I found out in my lifetime, I wanted all the things that Al said. I don't call that love. Uh, to me, that was just acquisition and showing off. You know, uh, now, being a blind man, I wish I had a 1939 clunker <laughs> that I could get into and drive my wife around. You see what I'm trying to get out of here? Yeah, that all Some of a part of your life is it's one way, and then as time goes by, it becomes something else. Hopefully, hopefully. something else. For, for Scrooge, it did. For Hitler, it certainly did not. But you got another clip here, Al. You want to set it up for us? This is from uh, the movie First Night, the Sean Connery uh, um, Camelot. movie. Yeah. Camelot. And, you know, he has the round table, and there was a knight that was amongst his round table that did not want to be in a part of the round table where everybody was equal. He wanted to, to rise above. And so he goes, he left Camelot, left the round table to start his own kingdom. And it was all about himself and his power. And Oh, it sounds familiar. Oh, it does. It's, it's almost biblical. Very. <laughs> is you, is it, in this particular scene, Malagant, the knight that left, returns, but he starts stirring up trouble um, to cause a war so he can win the battle, so to speak. To think that I was once first among your knights. You left this council of your own free will. We each of us must follow our own road, my lord, and mine had further to go. And where does your road take you, Malagant? To Leoness? Leoness is my neighbor. I've offered the lady a treaty of friendship. I still await an answer. You call burning villages an act of friendship? Well, yes, my lady. Since your honored father's death, your land has been more lawless by the day. Armed forces to be given access to all Leoness. Troops to assist in the enforcement of law in all Leoness. Do you want to sign this? I'll never sign it. There's your answer. She says no. She's very brave. Come, Arthur. I'm here to settle this business. We both know Leoness is too weak to stand alone. Let's say half each. The lesser gives way to the greater. 
And what nation could be greater than Camelot, the land of justice and the hope of mankind? Come, your hand on it. We'll all live together as friends. You offer me what isn't yours to give. You all know me. You know I'm a man of my word. Don't make an enemy of me. I mean no harm to Camelot. You know the law we live by. And where is it written beyond Camelot live lesser people? People too weak to protect themselves, let them die. Hmm? Other people live by other laws, Arthur. Or is the law of Camelot to rule the entire world? There are laws that enslave men, and laws that set them free. Either what we hold to be right and good and true is right and good and true for all mankind under God, or we're just another robber tribe. Your fine words are talking you out of peace and into war. There's a peace that's only to be found on the other side of war. Do you understand, Robert? <laughs> How about you, Money Penny? Yes. <laughs> now, I love the fact that these clips contrast so well. You've got the, the self-absorbed uh, person that we're talking about, full of self-love, and then you've got the one who's self-sacrificing that we were talking about, the agape love. And, and I love the fact that when you put them together, you see their true colors. Maya Angelou once said, when somebody shows you their true self, believe them. And a good friend of mine, Reginald Hawkins, taught me that quote. And it's so true. People are going to show you who they are. You just have to stop, look, and listen. That's so true, Al. The old saying, uh, you may win the war, but lose the battle. Uh, that is uh, kind of true with everybody. Uh, you know, what is right today or this part of your life the 30s or 40s doesn't have to be the same as it gets on and then you think back and you say well uh what made me think that way i have no answer what makes you think that way but uh it does happen i know it happened to me uh i am totally a changed person because i listen and i listen to the lord you know, it's an interesting thing that, that, that we were talking about today on the Masculine Journey, self-love, and how that works out from the Greek standpoint. They looked at it two different ways. And, you know, as I think about it, that, that God was pretty clear. Jesus gave us some instructions. Seek ye first right. the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things are going to be added to you. But if you seek your own first... If you seek, you know, with those things that, that Paul listed, money and, 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 and those kind of things, not that you don't need money in order to live or resources in order to do ministry, however that works, I mean, it's all in there. But there is clearly a guide to say, wow, well, what, how does the kingdom look and even what King Arthur said there? Is this good and true for everybody involved in the situation, or is it just good for me? You know, the thing that strikes me about this is people that self-love, that's the only love they get. But people that are full of self-sacrificing love, the agape love that, that Jesus had for us on the cross, 
Those are the ones that never see. Well, I don't even know that Scrooge got his own. <laughs> you know, I don't know if they get any. Well, you know, that when we talk about that self-love, that self-obsession, I mean, that was his focus. Right. That's all he got. All he got was money. He did not get the warmth, the love, the kindness, the compassion, because he's, it strangles everything else out of the room. But the redemption yeah. of that movie of what Dickens did, you know, you see the love that Scrooge ends up having for this woman he thought was a wait, whatever he made the arrogant remark that this, you know, nostalgic, whatever female you go and get. Yeah. Yeah. But now he's dying to play games with her. You know, there's hope for all of us in, in, in what we see happen with Scrooge's redemption. You know, and that's true for all of us. It's not over. There are people out there listening that have that just feel at the end of their rope that, you know, they have fought for themselves so much, so much that they're all alone. But the difference is, you know, we have the two commands, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you know, because that's where you learn about love and then love your neighbor as yourself. That's where you see it played out. That's how you, and that's been my greatest joy. It's never been in any kind of success that I've gotten in the world. It's always been success through the loved ones, through my family, through my friends. There's so much truth in what you just said, Al, uh, and I could say that it's personally happened to me in my life. I mean, I had everything, cause everything, money, the whole thing. Now I don't have my eyesight, but I have more love coming my way right here where I live. You know, there's 145 people all probably in the same position as me. Not blind, I'm, you know, but old. And the love that comes out of them, I've got more love now than I ever had in my life, except for my children. You know, uh, uh, I better say that because they listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, and grandchildren, and, Vinny. Since the, you know, you're talking and, about and, all your fans out great there. Great grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are so grateful that you are listening to us today on the Masculine Journey, MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We would be so delighted for you to go to our website. We've got blogs there, posts. You can email any of us. We'd love any topic or something that you would love us to speak. And even more than that, we would love to see you in person. It's coming up August 30th, which is a Tuesday night. It'll start at 530, but you can come anytime. We're going to be there till 8 or 9 o'clock, and we would love to see you. Join us at the Kernersville Community Center in Kernersville, August 30th. Thank you for listening to The Masculine Journey.